You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're talking about church membership. So if you're new to Christianity, when you hear the word membership, it might make you think of being a member of a country club or a member of a gym. Uh, And so in this episode, we want to talk about what church membership is, where you find it in scripture, and why it's important. And as an aside, We have a reimagined class here at CCC, which is our membership class. So if you're not currently a member of CCC, the best next step you can take is to jump into that class. You can find information on that class at our website, uh, ccchapel.com. Just search for it up in the search bar. But this is a great discussion about a really important topic. Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me the rest of our leadership team, Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, Zach Wyrock, and Stacy Donardo. And our uh, question today is, what is church membership? So we've talked about membership quite a bit. We have membership classes, which we call our reimagined class. And many churches have something called membership. Uh, but it's it's something that's unique to churches. And I think sometimes when we hear the word membership, it carries a, a connotation. And you think of a gym or a country club where you have to pay dues. And so we just, we just want to have a discussion about what exactly church membership is, why it's something that a person would want to take part of, and what it means for you, what you're saying when you become a member, member of a church. So why don't we start by trying to just come up with a definition? What exactly is church membership? And then we can talk about why does it exist? What does it mean for us? Well, I think that to answer what it is, you know, maybe there's a question underneath that, and it is, where is it found in the Bible? Yeah. And, you know, church membership is one of those things where it's actually all over the Bible and yet not in the Bible at all. So you won't see Jesus or Paul or Peter writing, you know, you should be a member of a church, but they do write things that are only possible if you are a member of the church. And I'll just, I'll point you three places I could, I could point you more. And membership was a little bit de facto, right? I yeah. mean, when you became a Christian... You were entering into you, a community. You were into an... You were, yeah. you were and you were isolated from yeah, the rest right. of the community. Yeah. yeah. So i just point you three places just real quick just to show you that it is kind of pervasive. I mean, you know, one is that the New Testament epistles are written to the church Churches, at Galatia. Yeah. Now, that that is circle language. Like, they are drawing a circle around a particular group of people and saying to the brothers and sisters in Galatia, they knew who they were writing to. And you knew if you were one of the people they were writing to, you knew if you were in the church, a part of the church. So that that implies a kind of belonging. Another place is actually in Hebrews 13, when the writer of Hebrews will say, uh, submit yourself to your leaders as they give watch over your soul. And in, in that isn't the implication of a formal relationship. You can't submit to leaders if you don't know who they are, and they can't give care for your soul if they don't know who you are. So there's a, an exchange there where you are saying you're a leader, and they are saying, I will care for you. That requires some kind of formal acknowledgement. Then the third place that I would point you when you're thinking about uh, church membership and and where to find it in the Bible is in the idea of in Timothy, when, when Paul is telling Timothy how to care for widows, he actually explicitly says, care for the widows who are part of the church, the church yeah. meaning, hey, I understand there may be women uh, outside of the church, but your responsibility, Timothy, as a pastor, is to care for the women that God has given you and entrusted for you. So here's my definition of church membership, and it, I'm sure it could be improved upon. Church membership is when a person says to a church, I desire to belong to this community and be shepherded 
by its leaders. And when leaders say to that person, we desire to care for you and to shepherd you. So if you come to CCC, I am your pastor if you ask me to be. And you ask me to be by becoming a member. So I may be a pastor who preaches at a church you attend, but I become your pastor when through membership you are saying, please care for me, please watch over me, please uh, be my pastor. And until then, I'm not. That That is your prerogative, and that's what church membership is. So maybe to kind of put some flesh on the bones of that definition, can we talk about how would how would the relationship between uh, a pastor and a person coming to a church look different if they were simply an attendee as opposed to somebody who is actually saying, I'm a member of this church? What would change in that relationship? What kind of things would happen? Well, I, what Zach just uh, alluded to is that it would be uh, the difference between uh, being an attender who just comes and listens, and uh, but doesn't necessarily uh, participate in the mission of the church, and we don't acknowledge them as a participant and somebody with responsibility to uh, participate in the mission of the church. Uh, I always think this gets confusing for people because uh, we've had people who have uh, left our church to go attend another church where they're listening to another pastor, but then when one of them dies, they come back to one of us to say, will you do our funeral because you were effectively our pastor? And we, and you, you kind of go... Confusing. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we weren't really. You, you decided to say, this other person is my pastor. So I, I think uh, that what has gotten confusing and... In our day and age, that was not confusing in the New Testament, was that there are multiple churches right down the street mm, yeah. that people will go to for a while, then they'll move and they'll they'll pop around. Uh, where back then, it was the community in Ephesus. You were part of that community. You didn't you know, then church hop. go and yeah. jump around. Yeah. yeah, when I was at City Church, um, the church Amy and I planted in Cleveland, uh, we ran into this a lot because church membership, there hadn't been a church in the neighborhood for a while, and church membership was a foreign concept. And um, you know, I always tried to, because I really do believe that if you are not a member of a local church, there's a ceiling on your spiritual growth. And maybe we have time to get into that, maybe we won't, but that is my belief. So I really believe it's important. Uh, and so what I would do to try to give teeth to that is I would say this, if you're not a Christian and you're coming to City Church, and this goes for CCC, and you have questions about Jesus, I will meet with you 1,000 times. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will meet you as long as you want to talk about Jesus, I will meet with you. If you are a church member, I will meet with you. I I work for you. I'm your pastor. I love you. I want to care for you. If you have a problem, I want to help you. If you have a question, I want to... If you are a Christian coming to this church, you're not a member, I'll meet with you one time. Hmm. I'll meet with you one time. I'll give you all the help I can give you at one time. And then every time I would have that meeting, and people would joke, they'd be like, this is my one time. And and I would end that meeting by saying, hey, you may not realize it, but by meeting with me, what you're what you're acknowledging is you need a pastor. Yeah. Right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. I am happy to be your pastor. I am not now your pastor. And the only thing standing in the way of me being your pastor is you asking me to be. And at our church, that looks like taking a membership class and becoming a member of our church. So if you ever want to meet again, just know the ball's in your court. That That's it. It's in your court. I'm not going to pastor you if you don't want me to. That would be rude. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So you yeah. let me know. And actually, I think people responded to that well, because one of the things I would say to them is, 
because I have hundreds of people at this church that have asked me to do that, and I'm not going to take time from them who I've promised to God to care for, to care for you, right? Until you join that family. It's the same way that I'm inclined to help other people, but not to the detriment of my own family, right? To my wife and my children. And so, you know, I, I just think trying to help people see that our relationship changes based on whether or not you've asked me to be your pastor. What do you think the pushback is on membership? I think a lot of it is just, it's a loaded cultural term. It is, right? yeah. But the things that come to mind are maybe not positive. Country club. And, and so again, it's the association of, well, I membership at a church when membership means I'm in a part of a gym or a country pay club dues, or things like that. You pay dues. Yeah, 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 that could be a big I think some of it is, aren't we all Christians? Yeah. Right? right. Like, don't, don't we all belong to the church? Which again, I would say, sure. But when Hebrews 13 says, obey your leaders, who's it talking to, right? Yeah. When when it tells pastors, you know, when when Peter will say, uh, give, watch, you know, care for your flock, just as the great shepherd cares for you, who are my flock? Yeah. Right. And I think it also- How is, do I even know? It's connected to a faulty assumption that we bring to the table sometimes that our relationship and our our spiritual growth is between us and the Lord, right. and that's it. And that's I think right. that's it's not. a yeah. cultural belief that we have, that it's really an individual thing. And I don't feel like there's a biblical category for that. I feel like- you, know, you look through the Bible, Christianity has always been a, a team sport. It's yeah. not an individual thing. Yeah. Well, well and the other thing is I think sometimes people think that if we have membership, we are accepting and turning people away based on arbitrary or awful criteria. I mean, at our church, if you're a, if you're a if confessing you're a Christian. Orthodox Christian and you want to be a member of our church— Right. You well, can be. <laughs> one of the great things about, you know, you asked about requirements. One of the great things about becoming a member is it's an opportunity for us to hear your story and to hear how you became a Christian and and what you believe, you know, it to be in that. And so that's that's a great thing. And we get to know you. We don't always get to know everyone that walks through the doors that's attending because we don't know who everyone is. And it's also love to. good for somebody to be able to hear what our church yeah. is really about and yeah. why we're about that. And I think that both those things are necessary mm-hmm. for somebody to to really become a member. So when somebody comes to our church and they're now if they're going to become a member, that we ask them to go through the reimagined class. And the reimagined class, uh, you guys have all taught it. Yeah. Uh, what exactly is in the reimagined class that we want them to know? Yeah, I mean, I, I teach the reimagined class the most, I think, of the three of us. And I would say... You know, in broad strokes, we go through a three-part progression. So part one is, uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? Because we don't ever want to take that for granted. And as Stacy and Zach both said, uh, all it really requires to be a member of the church is to be a confessing Christian. So yep. we want to be clear on the front end, what does it actually mean to be a Christian? Uh, then the second part of the class, we talk about what does it look like to live and grow as a Christian? So how do we grow in our faith? How does the gospel apply to different areas of our lives? And then the third session is, what does it look like to live as a Christian at Christ Community Chapel, where we'll talk about who are we as a church? What is the mission that we're on? How does that work from a big picture perspective in the way that we as a church staff think about strategy and how our church works? But then how does it How does it work for each individual person to find their role uh, within that? You know, and that's the concept of CCC and three, which is something we've talked about. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what we'll go through. And what we're asking them, and we're saying, if we're going to care for you as your shepherds, yeah, then uh, what we're going to ask you to do is say yes to all three of these things: yes to Jesus, Mm -hmm. 
and you kind of uh, make sure of that through baptism because that was the yeah. that, that's the New Testament way of saying yes to Jesus. Yeah, uh, and then you're going to say yes to growth, and yeah. if you ever stop growing, or then it's our responsibility to, to help to you to help, help you figure that out happen. Yeah. And then third, say yes to what our church feels like is our particular uh, vision for how to impact the kingdom. And that goes to the Hebrews 13 Mm -hmm. part, which is to say God gives different kind of uh, vision to different leaders and that, and so this is what is happening here. So this is where we feel like... Inviting then those people, you know, once they say yes to yeah. this church to be on mission with us Fit using yeah, their right. unique gifts, right. and which is such an exciting thing because God has knit everybody together, put everybody in place to be the body of Christ together with their gifts. With yeah, their I mean, I would almost so. say, you know, if going referring to our reimagined class, the first two sessions of our class could probably be taught at any uh, Bible believing church anywhere because yeah. we're talking about what does it mean to know Jesus, what does it mean to live as a Christian? But then the third session, we talk about what does that specifically look like here? And that goes back to what you were saying, Joe. You, If you become a member of our church, you're really saying yes to three things. Yes, I, I'm a Christian. Yes, yes I'm grow. pursuing sanctification. And yes, I'm in with the mission of this particular church. And by the way, if you've been here for a while, you should recognize that really what a person is saying yes to is yes to know, grow, no, serve. Grow, I mean, that's, a, that's exactly what they're saying. The, you know, yeah. we, we tell people, here's what it means to know Jesus, here's what it means to grow in him, and here's what it means to serve in the context of this church. And I think... The serving concept is key. You know, you know, I always tell people I have two kinds of guests who come into my home. There's the first kind of guest that I don't know very well, and uh, when they ask, can they bring anything, I say no. And when they get there and they ask, can I help, I say, oh, no, just relax, right? Uh, everything about them, we make the ho- sure the house is spotless before they come over. I mean, everything about it is saying, hey, we don't know e- each other very well, and I want to make sure that you feel welcomed here, you feel relaxed here. Then there's a second group of friends where we know them very well, and when they ask, they may not even ask to bring anything, we may call and say, can you bring this? When they get there and they say, what can I do to help? I give them eight things they could do. The house is clean, but it's not spotless because we're comfortable with them. They have moved from friends or acquaintances to family. And I think that's what you do when you join a church, is that you say, hey, I've been coming for a while. I'm still going to listen to sermons. I'm still going to sing along to music. I'm still going to enjoy the programs. But now it is okay for you as a church to ask me to help out. Ask me to get involved. Right. It's uh, it's kind of the difference between going to a restaurant, right? And there are a lot of people that come to our church as attenders that are treating it like a restaurant. Did you just improve my analogy? Just, no. Just, yeah, (laughs) just building off (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, I think that's right. Versus having friends over for dinner and saying, "Hey, here's some plates. Set them on the table," and that's why. Listen, there are a lot of people who come every week at CCC, and you know, you may feel like it's home, and we're glad that you do. That is great. Yeah. But we are never going to presume upon that. You're going to have to tell us this is my home, and you Possibly do that, that by would be rude of us. But right. when you join a church, you change the dynamics of that church. For sure. I mean, you know, yep. we are all the time as leaders saying, uh, "Who has God given us? Right? Who are the people we have? Who are the gifts? Who are the abilities? What you know? What are the abilities? What does that mean for what He wants from us? You know, when you join a church, you are changing the dynamics yep. and adding to the redemptive potential of that church. And or you come every week and you sit in a pew and you and you don't join. 
you are preventing the church Untapped. from enjoying yeah. that. Yeah. Part of what you just said, that evaluation process is what led to the reimagined vision, yeah. right? Because we ended up saying, okay, after after 40 years, what has God brought us that Who we need we? to look at, the people that we have, and what does he want us to, to try to accomplish for him? Um, and it was a great process to go through, but it was it's something that can sneak up on you because it's ha- happening incrementally yeah. over yeah. time. You don't really realize, oh my goodness, our church has, th- I love that term, redemptive potential, um, to say we could do uh, greater things as a group now than we could 10 years ago, but it's almost like watching a child grow. If you see them every day, they don't seem like they're growing, and right. somebody comes in from the outside and they go, holy cow, you're you're big, right? So I want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago, Zach, where you said that if you don't become a member of a church, your spiritual growth is limited. Would you mind maybe just unpacking yeah. that a little bit more? Yeah, I think in, in God's economy, um, spiritual leaders, not, not I want to make a distinguish, an important 21st century distinguishing uh, remark, which is there's a difference between leaders and influencers. So influencers are podcasts you listen to, pastors you listen to. They don't know you, you don't know them, and they're helpful. That's great. That's no no problem with that. That's awesome. But they're not leaders. Leaders are people you ask to uh, help you to grow even in ways you don't want to, right? Leaders are people you enable, you empower to say, hey, there are some areas of spiritual growth I see, there are some areas of weakness I see, and there are other areas that I don't. And I'm asking you to care for me by seeing where I am and speaking into my life. Being a church member is saying to your pastor, hey, I expect every now and then you're going to say something that's tough. Mm-hmm. I expect you're going to call on me to give. You're going to call on me to serve. You're going to you are at various times going to ask me things that I don't want to give and that's going to be good for me. And so I'm putting my yes on the table now because I recognize part of the way God makes me holy is he puts leaders in my life that are going to challenge me. And that's why and that's Hebrews 13:4. That is. Right? Yeah. Obey and yeah. But, but that's so hard for but me because what, I, that's the thing I just had a conversation with somebody where I was going, you know, uh when my kids were we're young and in the home, I would say, hey, when you when I ask you to do something you want to do, that's not obeying, that's agreeing. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's only obeying yeah. when I ask you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. And you do it. And I think at church members mm-hmm. or attenders both, I mean, mm-hmm. have <laughs> we have largely lost that capacity. We yeah. go to churches that we agree with mm-hmm. as long as they do stuff that's agreeable to yep. us. Right. Yep. And then challenged. we leave as soon as they do something that's not and agreeable. And look, certainly, not, not certainly there just, are categories for leaders who ask us of things that they're not allowed to ask right, us. But sure. no, I think you're right. And I think this is why is because we in a, we're in a culture where we don't want leaders, we want influencers. And the great thing about it is an influencer, look, I love Tim Keller, I love his preaching, but if he ever preaches on something that I don't like, I just turn it off. Right, like power button, exactly. Right? Yeah. And there, there are no... So our relationship it, with Tim, Tim and I, Tim, if you're listening to this, I apologize for this, but our relationship... He actually uh, thinks of you as an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mutually influencing. I, I think that the power dynamic at work there is always inhibiting my sanctification because I can just turn it off, right? right? It's the same with dating someone and marrying someone, right? As long as we're dating, there's a limit to what you can 
how you can change me. But when we get married and you're there all the time and you see all my weaknesses and you, I'm giving you the, the, the power, the leadership in some ways to say, hey, you fancy yourself a humble guy, but you're really not. Or you think of yourself as a selfless person, but let me show you this. When you become a member of a church, you are saying, hey, you know what? Maybe it's good for me to be in relationship with leaders who are going to challenge me in ways I'm not naturally inclined to be challenged because my ultimate desire is to be like Jesus and I cannot get myself there. And and again, if you look at the Bible over and over again, there's all these let us, let us, let us, one another, one another. And I understand you might say, well, I don't need to be a church member to do that, but I think you do. do. And I think you do for the same reason you ultimately need to be married instead of dating. That commitment, that formality puts structure in place so that we don't run the first time something uncomfortable happens. And my concern is that it's a generation saying, we don't want leaders, we want influencers, because we want to lead ourselves. And you can do that, but there's only so far you're going to get in your Christian walk if you lead yourself. Yeah. Last thing I would say is this. If you're listening to this and you've been around CCC for a while and you're not a member, you haven't taken the reimagined class, you should. Uh, We have it every month. It's easy to find. Go on our website, ccchapel.com. You can sign up right there. Uh, if you're listening to this and this resonates, and even if it doesn't, you know it's something that that you need. But I would just add to that. I would say it's something we need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We need you to let us know you're in. We need. We need. You know, I, I I meet people all the time out around Northeast Ohio who are like, "Oh, Pastor Zach, I'm coming," and you know, and I'll ask them, "Oh, are you a member of the church?" And they'll say, well, no. And, and I just, and I leave that conversation always wondering, boy, I wonder how much better of a church we would be yeah. if that person and their story and their gifts and their talent and their heart were part of who we are. So, uh, you know, you may not have ever thought about this, but we can be more of the church God wants us to be if you're part of our team, if you say amen, if, if you commit. So come to the Reimagine class, even if, even if, the net result of the reimagined classes, you think I need to be part of a church, but not this one. Yeah. Right. That's a win That's okay. for you. That's, That's okay. What we want Absolutely. for you is to be a healthy part of a healthy church. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged.com at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.